I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Hey, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from downtown San Francisco, California. Hey, how we doing? How are you doing? Who is that? That's Joey, right? Hey, how are you doing? I, don't know. I didn't watch the show that much. What do you mean you didn't watch the show that much? <laughs> 1-800-878-PLAY, though. That's the number to uh, get in and uh, get heard if you would like to talk sports. And the great thing about me is I'm so great. No, I talk about any sport you would like. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, volleyball, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, all that stuff. Just get in and get heard, and we will be here for you. When I say we, I mean me. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout out, both home and abroad, to our brave men and women out there in uniform. Hopefully... Uh, You guys and gals out there uh, don't have to get involved in all this, but I know that, let's just say the situation room is active and not the one with Wolf Blitzer in it. So, uh, you know, our thoughts are with you, as always. Hope you see you at home safe very, very soon. Keep up the good work. We're proud of you, and uh, we'll always be on your side. Uh, We have a huge show today. When do I not have three authors CIA agent Rick Prado, his new book coming up in just about three minutes. We'll also have Kyle Buchanan in the first hour. He's written a book about the Mad Max film with Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, whose seat I'm sitting in right now. Yes, she was in the studio here once. Paul Brannigan has a new book about Eddie Van Halen. We'll also have drummer Barbara Borden, who's a subject of an upcoming PBS special. And in studio, Mike E. Winfield, hilarious young comedian. He'll be in for a couple segments uh, as well. Good to get the comedians back in the studio. 1-800-878-PLAY. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. I'm going to get Twitch going uh, right now. And uh, we'll do a full three hours. So get on back, y'all. Hello. You there in the car. 
Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Let's say your business does $10,000 to $15,000 or more monthly revenue. There are times when you need more cash flow to run your business, right? Well, if you're a business owner in this situation, you need to call the Merchant Funding Line. We don't play by bank rules. We're a direct lender with the power to approve deals. We look at your business and we decide how much money to lend you. Good credit or bad credit, even if your business was affected by the recent pandemic. If your business is solid, we can lend you up to $500,000 in one day. That's a half a million dollars in one day. Use the money for anything you think is right to run your business. If you need money, call now to learn how easy it is to get up to $500,000 in as little as one day. 800-905-7186. That's 800-905-7186. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Rick Prado. He has a brand new book called Black Ops The Life of a CIA Shadow Warrior. And uh, Rick, welcome to the show. And um, uh, a quarter century with the Central Intelligence Agency, as you have served and decorated 
as well. But uh, when you were a kid in Cuba, when you were Enrique Prado, uh, you saw bullets flying when you were really young, didn't you? Well, first, thank you for having me, Rick, and, and uh, appreciate the support on this. Yeah, I, I am a, um, I'm a child of the uh, Cuban Revolution Depression. Um, I was seven when the rebels uh, started attacking my town uh, where I lived in, and my dad had his business. And literally when I was seven years old, uh, I heard a firefight, and I went outside, uh, or I went up to the window, and I didn't notice there was a guy below me. Uh, all of a sudden, he had an automatic weapon, and he let loose. And uh, so that, that happened two or three times. Uh, shortly thereafter, when Castro took over, the oppressions began. And I remember the first time we went to Havana with my mom and dad, that I literally saw... You know, I'm, 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 uh, by the time the revolution came in, I was eight. Uh, I saw people hanging from trees Jeez. with signs that said "contra-revolutionaries." So the uh, the persecutions were real, the interrogations were real. Uh, so that was that was my uh, initiation into hating communism. Wow. So uh, fast forward, you get to the United States, and now. Uh, what brought you towards the CIA? How did that all start out? You know, uh, Rick, I, I'm a firm believer that, that we all have a path to take, um, that is a God-given path, and, and uh, if you have the courage to, to walk it, uh, you'll have, you have a wonderful life. Um, I think that those early years in, in, in Cuba um, impacted me. Uh, subsequently, my dad put me on an airplane by myself, to come to the United States through a program called Peter Pan. And I ended up at, uh, at a uh, Catholic orphanage in Pueblo, Colorado, uh, turned 11 there. Mm. And, that was, again, that was a place that where discipline was harsh, and so were the fights, um, four or five different ethnics and, and, and uh, ethnicities there, and it was uh, quite, quite an eight months for, for an 11-year-old. So I, the, the point is I was steeled to some kind of adventures to kind of being uh, confident, uh, having been able to have to survive. Um, but I didn't find that purpose until uh, much later on. Uh, I was kind of a little rogue growing up, uh, good grades in high school, but always getting in trouble for fighting and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, there was an incident where uh, my first semester of college, the, uh, the hippies were going to burn down the American flag. This was 1970, late 70, early 71. And I said, the hell they are. So I called a couple of my buddies and six of us. There was 20 hippies the next day. Uh, it was not a fair fight for them. And at the end, when I saw the beads on the floor and the torn T-shirts, I look up and that American flag was waving. And it was the first time in my life that I had done any kind of adventurism or, or fighting or anything else that I was proud of myself. Uh, six months later, I joined uh, Air Force Pararescue, which is one of the elite units in, uh, in, uh, of our Special Operations uh, Forces. Um, I did that in um, late 1971. Uh, I subsequently volunteered for the agency a couple of times, and, and eventually when the uh, uh, Sandinistas took over Nicaragua and Reagan decided to uh, have the Contra program, which was a covert action, uh, that was that was when I got called in for the long term, and that was that's how I got into the agency. I, I will tell you, I think it's, it's it's a blessing. I never 
in all my years of working, have I gotten up in the morning and go, oh, man, I have to go to work today. That was never the case. So I, I just believe that, you know, it was uh, part of it was the genetic, part of it was the experiences and that steal the metal that allowed me to do that kind of work. No, it's fascinating. I'm sure you have a million stories. So with the book, Black Ops, The Life of a CIA Shadow Warrior, uh, obviously you're not going to give away, uh, you know, secrets or anything, but but how much did you have to hold back, or, or did you have to hold back? Well, you know, that's an excellent point, Rick. But my book is 100% cleared by the CIA. Um, it took them six months of back, back and forth with me, um, I told them from the very beginning that the purpose of, of me writing the book wasn't to tell my story in that sense. The purpose of writing the book is because I have lost friends, colleagues, that are one of 137 stars that we have in the wall at CIA that is mostly people that is, they're anonymous. And those people deserve a better reputation than what Hollywood portrays. The average American sees the CIA as a bunch of rogue, immoral, treacherous, maniacal assassins that sell drugs and stab each other in the back, and nothing could be further from the truth. So that was the impetus for me writing the book. And I think that they took that on board because they allowed me to say a lot of things. Now, there's, there's two countries that I give all, all the details of what I did, but I cannot mention the country. Uh, some people have guessed at it. I'm never, I'm never going to confirm or, or, or deny that. Um, there were some things that they took out. Uh, obviously, and, and there were some things that I put in that I didn't want <laughs> uh, out there either uh, with, with the agency. So uh, you will definitely see in, in that book, you will experience real CIA sexy operations carried out by real CIA operations officers. Not Jason Bourne, not even my childhood hero, James Bond. I'm, <laughs> by the way, I'm still waiting for my Austin Martin. Um, None of that. Uh, it is uh, there's there's stories about colleagues, male, female. I have two great stories of females in there that that, that I have nothing but admiration for. So that that's that's what's in the book. There, it's, it's a pretty good ride. Great stuff from Rick Prado, and um, I could just say, you know, real quick. I remember that Warren Beatty movie, The Parallax View. They were trying CIA was trying to find assassins, and they wanted to see that you were insane first, right? You remember that? <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it, it's funny because there's uh, there's a lot of uh, movies out there, including the Bond movies, where the uh, the, the, the protagonist is, is was an orphan because you know, so for the same reason, they tell that to James Bond that you know they he was hired because or, or orphans are, are are very valuable for uh, for this kind of work. So, yeah. All right, I want to make sure everybody picks it up once again. It's called Black Ops: The Life of a CAA Shadow Warrior. From Rick Prado, uh, who, of course, uh, decorated with the Distinguished Queer Intelligence Medal, the George Bush Award for Excellence in Counterterrorism, uh, and also heading up the, uh, the the Bin Laden hunt. I mean, it's just uh, we could I could interview you all day, Rick. Congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for thanks for being on that wall for us. Thank you, sir. All righty. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff. We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come on back on Sports Byline. 1-800-878-PLAY. Joe Gatto on the other side.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say... And I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you I, very I, much. Don't for that. interrupt me, please. Thank you. <laughs> what did I just say? Do you know who I am? must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. This is what had happened. What's going on? 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Uh, we're waiting on uh, Joe Gatto. 
who's going to join us. Hey, Joey Gatto. Hey, what are you looking at here, Joey Gatto? Good, um, good Irish kid. That's what I said about the uh, the A's. Is Sean Murphy. That's a good Italian kid. Um, we will. Let's. We have a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. We've had a lot of entertainment news. Uh, or guests, I should say, and we will the rest of the show. But the the main uh, deal now is that uh, we have had the first two series in baseball canceled, and uh, that ain't good. Uh, we can just say to uh, to say the least. I'm sorry, Dominic. Okay, hold on. Once I don't know what that means. Hold on one second here. I got to do some. Uh, I got to do some crafty stuff here. Anyway, the thing we have to understand now is that we will not be having uh, the first two series of uh, baseball, and uh, all, if anybody says, "Well, you know, the players are really being greedy," <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. All right, well, uh, joining us on the line right now, we're very happy to bring in Murr, and uh, Murr is part of Impractical Jokers, and uh, this Saturday they're going to be at the Stateside, the Paramount Theater in uh, downtown Austin. And uh, Murr, it's Rick Tittle out here in San Francisco. Welcome to the show. What's it like to do the show, and how do you do the show in a theater setting? Uh, It's great. Well, first, good morning, man. It's uh, great to hear from you and talk with you. Uh, I'm on set for Impractical Jokers right now. We start filming in about 15 minutes. Uh, we are pranking Sal today. It's going to be great fun. <laughs> so, any any day that I'm not getting punished is a great day for me, you know? <laughs> uh, so, so uh, yeah, this, uh, I'm uh, there uh, at the state side this Saturday. I have two shows, uh, 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. It's family-friendly, so uh, you can get tickets at MurrLive.com. Uh, the, uh, the show is it's like stand-up comedy, but I tell stories from the show and I show videos that you've never seen before. And then at one point I send somebody out wearing an earpiece into the streets of Austin and I tell them what to say and do. And you can watch it on the screen behind me. So you can see impractical jokers played live. It's awesome. Now you guys all started off on Staten Island and, and what was it? The tender, I like, it's funny. The tender lines out here in San Francisco, that's our worst neighborhood called the tender lines. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I know, I know. <laughs> for sure. Uh, by the way, Murray is James Murray. Just want to let everybody know. But um, you guys started this uh, when you were very, very young, and and you guys are all still friends. That's pretty weird. I know. At this point, I'm too old to make new friends. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm stuck with the ones I got, and they torture me on a daily basis on television. So. And then, you know, what's funny is that I think a lot of times people think, ah, Staten Island, what are you, a mechanic? You went to Georgetown. Uh, yeah, I I, I, uh, I kind of escaped the uh, the ferry, uh, the Staten Island ferry. I got off and went uh, went to a good school, and uh, and now I make the exact same salary as the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something I didn't realize until I was just in New York again recently. I didn't realize the Staten Island ferry is free. It is now, but it wasn't when we grew up. It was uh, mm. fifty cents, uh, and uh, and then Giuliani many many years ago made it free. And uh, and I'm very happy not to ride it anymore on a daily basis. <laughs> now, do you prefer Times Square with hookers or Times Square with Elmo? I was too young. I was too young for that, you know? Mm. Even though we're 45, like, it was that when we grew up. But, like, we used to sneak uh, in high school. We used to sneak 
out of class or whatever, take the ferry into the city and go to Times Square to a store that might sell uh, adult films. And uh, they came in VHS and these giant boxes. You'd buy it because there's no internet. And you'd walk out, tear the labeling off and the packaging off, dump it in a trash, and head right back to Staten Island. And so I, I never had the full Times Square experience. That was my limited Times Square uh, <laughs> pre-Disney experience. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm about ten years older than you, so like I was. Yeah, I think I was in high school when all that was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, at my age, when I think of the Verrazano Bridge, I just think about you know Saturday Night Fever and you know, and then sure. a guy falling off it. Did Did you guys ever you know say, hey, you know, we can, we need to drink and dance on the cables? Uh, it was not on my bucket list. I'm terrified <laughs> of heights. Verrazano is a mile long bridge. I, I was. Uh, most definitely not the one to pull a Saturday Night Fever. But I did live for many years in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is mm-hmm. the heart of Saturday Night Fever. And when I lived there, it was like that. No joke. So uh, the other thing was, is I see that you were in uh, a, you know, a great movie, uh, Private Parts, and uh, <laughs> as, a, I guess, an extra. But, I mean, just how cool was that when you were so young to, to just be part of that movie? It's funny. Fans, uh, w- that was my first taste of, like, uh, quasi-fame, right? I was in college at the time. I did an extra work for Private Box with Stern, and for some reason, the camera focused right on me, and they had me walking next to Howard Stern for like 30 seconds on in the movie, and you'll see me. I have a lot more hair. Uh, I look a lot younger, and, uh, and I used to get recognized in college. People were like, were you in Private Parts? And then, and then it, people forgot about it. Then 20 years later, I got on Impractical Jokers, and fans found the footage. You're like, holy cow, that's myrrh. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> and I remember, because I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and, and Sal is always, like, guesting on all these, what's up with the Impractical Jokers cruise? Like, do you pretend to make somebody walk the plank? I mean, what's going on on that thing? It, 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 it's, it's crazy. We've done four of them so far. The last one we did was in February 2020. I think we were the last boat to come back to shore before everything shut down. No joke, you know? <laughs> I think we were like a super spreader cruise, honestly. <laughs> uh, but it was great. It's like 5,000 fans partying with you for a week in the Caribbean, and they're, we're like directly interacting with fans. We're on stage performing, and there's bands and other comedians. It's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of work. Uh, but uh, And you end up drinking way, way too much whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just one more note about Sal, because I just heard him on this week with Mark Norman and uh, Sam Morrill's podcast, and, and he kept talking over and over again about how he's petrified of dying, and it's all he thinks about, and they thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try not to kill him on Joker. You know, that, 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 you know, I guess it's a rational fear, right? Oh, who isn't? But, you know, well, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, but, we're but, all, but we all kind of just accept it, so why think about it, right? Yeah, I, I think what it is is that if Sal lived in any other time, he'd be dead already. <laughs> you, know? He, he, you know, he's not, he's not survival of the fittest, you know what I'm saying? He's not the fittest. <laughs> like, he should have been dead long ago. If he was born in the 1700s, he would have been killed a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but what's the closest you got? Because a lot of people can't take a joke or don't like the joke. How many times did you almost get punched in the face or worse over this show? It, it has only happened once in 11 years and 300 episodes, and it, and it happened to me. We were on set filming uh, in, like, this discount superstore, and this guy that's, like, twice my size, twice my width, is shopping for jeans, and they said, Murr, they ran down, like, the biggest bra you've ever seen in your life. It was, like, a 
size Z bra. And he said, Murray, go up to the guy without asking permission and hold the bra up to his chest. If he asks you what you're doing, say that he's the same size as your wife and you want to see if the, if the bra will fit. And he did not have it. He took out his cell phone, whacked me in the face with it, gave me a black eye, and then he chased me around the store for like 10 minutes like a scurrying little ferret. It was, it was the only time one of us had been hit in the show. Is that why you got the uh, the fat the uh, the ferret tattoo? Uh, that was not my choice. That was given to me uh, against my will. But I do. It, it's so weird having a ferret skydiving tattoo. Like if I get a massage, two things two things happen. Either the massage therapist recognizes me, sees the tattoo, and laughs while giving the massage, or he or she doesn't recognize me, still sees the tattoo, and still laughs at me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's the same reaction, but you know, but different experiences. Last question for you: the the joke marriage to Sal's sister Jenna yes. for five minutes is that legal? Yeah, uh, it was, I have the marriage certificate to prove it. Uh, we <laughs> did not mail it was it was signed. We did not mail it in, so we were never legally married. Mm. That being said, unbeknownst to me, the guys were planning a reversal and they were going to mail it in to make me actually legally married to her. And now I would have alimony; it'd be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I want to make sure everybody checks it out Saturday night down there in Austin at the stateside at the uh, Paramount Theater, They're right there on Congress. That's where it's all happening. And we've been speaking with uh, Murr, James Murray of Practical Jokers. Thanks for coming on, Murr. If you're ever in San Francisco, we'd love to have you come by. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right, good stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's funny how many times, uh, you know, shows will – People say, oh, let's see it live, and then they see it live, and go, eh, it doesn't work. This one obviously works, which is cool. Um, but the the whole idea of a show and then turning it into a cruise, I remember Tom Green. i got to ask him about that next time he comes in. I don't think I ever have on the Tom Green cruise. <clears throat> and I remember, you know, he would go down, and he went down to the kitchen, and somebody was making, like, fish and chips, and he took the batter, and he took it, and he threw it, and he went, hey, better, better, hey, better, better. And he threw it up in the air, and he went, better up, better up. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I don't think it's <laughs> it's one of those deals, uh, obviously. But uh, also, when you have uh, shows like Impractical Jokers, they're so cringeworthy. Like, the, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, I can watch with a big smile on my face because the cringy moments are with actors. So I guess consciously subconsciously whatever whatever state i am in at that moment uh i know it ain't real but when you see it happening for, for real and by the way holding a bra up to a guy with moves you can understand although hitting somebody with your cell phone i don't think i would do that because i'd be too afraid to to break my cell phone but it probably yeah packs a nice little wallop all right on the other side uh award-winning author kyle buchanan he has a very interesting book about the mad max movie we'll do that next on sports byline It's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. 
He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Cristiano? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by low-cost airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. To demonstrate the power of Cricket Nationwide 5G, we brought in this monster truck. And to tell you Cricket 5G is available on every plan at no extra charge, we brought in this fleet of monster trucks. Now that's power! Get powerful Nationwide 5G on all plans at no extra charge! Plus a Cricket Dream 5G phone free when you switch! Tastes like power, too. Smile, you're on Cricket. Must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 a month plan. First month service charge and tax due at sale. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, whatever works. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show veteran author Kyle Buchanan. He has a brand new book out today, hardback from William Morrow Publishing, called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. 
the wild ride and true story of Mad Max Fury Road. Kyle, welcome to the show. And of course, that movie was crazy to watch. And I, I would suppose when you wrote this book, even crazier to make. Was that sort of the uh, the beginning of this process? Yeah, it's exactly that, Rick. You know, I had heard so many stories about the making of this movie that I thought, well, that can't be real, can it? Except that when you watch this film, which came out in 2015, you do think, like, well, how the hell did they make this? So there's a, there's a hunch I think you've got to have when you see something that's so extreme and crazy and visionary with some of the most insane action sequences ever committed to film. You've got to think, okay, what are the stories behind this? Is it true that Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron didn't get along? Is it true that the film got shut down while they were making it? And what I learned was all those things were true, way crazier than I expected, and there were a zillion more stories that were just as juicy. So what was the for lack of a better term, the relationship between those two top stars you mentioned? You know, they're very different people. Um, They're both incredible actors, and I think what they do as Mad Max and as Furiosa in this movie is is really great. They've got great chemistry, but they go about things differently. Charlize is very by the book. She's very professional. You know, Oscar-winning actress, you tell her, show up at 8 a.m., do the scene, and cry one tear out of your left eye. She can do it, nail it every single time you ask her. Tom Hardy is a different animal. Tom Hardy shows up when he feels like it, not always on time. And when he gets there, he's doing something wildly different in every take, sometimes as cartoonish as the Looney Tunes character. He considers that to be his method. His his idea is, I will get it wrong until I get it right. So there's already a little bit of a clash there just in how they work and how their personalities are, but also... This was a scary film for everybody to make. It didn't feel like any other film they'd made. No one knew if it was going to turn out right. You know, people started to have the fear that they were making the biggest bomb of their careers. Turned out to be a masterpiece. But at that time, when they were living that anxiety on a set that crazy, I think a lot of that fear turned towards one another. So, um, from my understanding in the book, Fury Road was going to still be a youngish Mel Gibson, they're going to do it like 20 years ago. They didn't know if they could get him. They started talking to Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp, and others. And then Fox pulled the plug at the last minute. What happened there? Yeah, you know, George Miller directed three Mad Max movies in the 80s with Mel Gibson. And that's how long Fury Road has been, you know, rattling around in his head. He wanted it to be the fourth Mel Gibson film. That's when Mel was at the peak of his fame. He demanded this huge... $25 million paycheck, which was kind of unprecedented at the time. In fact, the whole movie became so expensive that Fox pulled the plug at the last minute. And that's the sort of thing where I think if it happened to any other director, where they literally were on location, about to start shooting, and that plug got pulled, they would say, okay, this isn't meant to be. (laughs) The the headwinds are against us. We'll just pack up and, you know, uh, chalk this up to uh, a good attempt. But what I found really incredible and what I hope the reader finds kind of inspiring is that George Miller never gave up on this story. I mean, it took 20 years, but still he managed to keep that flame alive. He managed to find some sort of inner willpower and never folded. That's incredible to me. I mean, if if this interview had taken 20 years to schedule, at some point I would just be like, you know what? Not meant to be. That's fine. Uh, You know, 
uh, so be it. And he still always had this mega production in his head. You know, to be fair, if it was running on a loop in his head for that long, he knew what a masterpiece it was. The challenge was just making everybody else see it. A couple more questions for Kyle Buchanan, author of Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road, out today. Um, just getting back to Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy, they apparently had a little tete-a-tete in the sand, and that led to her feeling unsafe on the set, maybe having a little extra security. So I know you kind of alluded it to, well, they're just two different people, but can you give us a little more spice about what the heck happened, that she felt unsafe? It all came to a head one day where Charlize showed up, for an 8 a.m. shoot, and Tom wasn't there. She was in full makeup. She was in costume. She went and sat in the war rig, which is the big, crazy vehicle that her character drives. No Tom. Sitting there, it's 9 a.m., still no Tom. 10 a.m., no Tom. And the rest of the people on set are like, Charlize, you know, you don't have to wait in there. We can get you an umbrella. We can get you some food, a robe, some water. She said no. She was going to stay in that war rig. She was going to make the point that at least one of the leads on this film was professional and would show up on time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was her. Uh, 11 a.m., Tom Hardy finally rolls onto set. Kind of saunters there like nothing's wrong. And she's flat out upset. She leaps out of that war rig. They start getting into it like a big war of words. Uh, shouting at one another, and I think that's when everything came to a head. That's that's when Charlie said, "I can't keep working like this because I need to feel safe if I'm going to get to set." You know, I think a lot of the time, people and, and there are some directors who think this too think that you really have to be pushed to your limit to do your best work. And I I think Charlie feels differently. Charlie feels you've got to be safe to feel the trust to push yourself to the limit and do your best work. And she just wasn't feeling it then. And this wasn't something out in the Mojave Desert. They were in Namibia, (laughs) is that right? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, really. I mean, you know, uh, a long, long way from civilization where they shot it in the middle of the desert. I I think that contributed to it. This was not a, a film they shot on sound stages with a bunch of green screen superimposing the desert later on. They shot this actually in the desert on cars that actually moved where those stunts were actually happening. And, you know, that's incredible. It's why the film feels so visceral, but it's also why it felt so visceral for the people who lived in that world. They couldn't escape it. They couldn't just say, all right, I'm done with this. I'm, you know, going to spend the weekend in my own bed or I'm going to rock up to Nobu after shooting and, (laughs) you know, eat a nice meal that reminds me I'm a rich A-list celebrity. No, they were in that desert, in that wasteland until the sort of conflicts and and world of their characters started to bleed into their real lives. And I would also think, too, especially since Miller was there, um, because, you know, especially people my age in my 50s, you know, we saw Mad Max and then The Road Warrior just really uh, was one of the greatest films of its uh, of its time and really changed and started a whole new genre of films, really, with The Road Warrior. So after Thunderdome, the you had to be bigger, you had to be more brash, you know, you, you had to, the bar was raised higher. So what about 
you know, because it looks like the filming of the movie, about 100 people died. So <laughs> what was it like for <laughs> those high-speed chases and stuntmen and everything else? It's kind of astonishing that they didn't. And probably the only reason is because George Miller did cut his teeth on things like The Road Warrior. He knows what can actually be done and how you push that to the limit. He had an incredible stunt coordinator, this guy, Guy Norris, um, who worked on The Road Warrior, who is Mel Gibson's stunt double on The Road Warrior. Um, and they were willing to push things because they had that hard-won knowledge. I don't think you find that so much in action filmmakers nowadays. You know, you have these young directors that are sort of sucked up into the superhero machine and anything they don't know how to do action-wise, the computer figures it out. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like the viewer inherently knows. They know if it's CGI. They know if those cars are real, uh, if the crash is just generated and it's just pixels. And I think you feel it when you watch Fury Road. You know those stuntmen did those things for real. You know that every time that car crashes, they actually drove that car into that cliff. And it, it, it matters. Yeah, it does. So... Uh, just a couple more questions. The Warner Brothers president, Jeff Robinoff, he flies to Africa, and I, was the choice, you got to cut the beginning, you got to cut a big action sequence in the middle, or you got to cut the end. Did one of those get cut, or were all three still in it? <laughs> well, originally they got cut. Yeah, he shut the film down before they had filmed the beginning and the ending, which is, you know, insanity, but... This is the thing that Hollywood executives sometimes do. It, it was not for the creative good of that film. That's the only time that the filmmakers caught a lucky break because what happened is the following year, Romanoff lost his job, another thing that happened in Hollywood, and the executive who came in and replaced him took one look at Fury Road and said, this doesn't make sense without a beginning and ending. What are you talking about? And authorized a whole new shoot. So they all had to reconvene a year later, mm. uh, Charlize had to wear a bald cap. Ugh. You know, they thought that they were done and they got pulled back in. But but thankfully so, because it made the film so much better than it would have. And what was the scene that, <laughs> that got cut where Tom Hardy gives birth to himself? What the hell? I mean, this is just <laughs> another indication of how wild this movie is, how willing it is to push it. Yeah. There was a scene that got cut that I learned about that a couple of people told me about where Max has a vision of himself as a pregnant uh, person who gives birth to himself. <laughs> I mean, it's as wild as it sounds. <laughs> I would kill to get my hands on that footage. And, you know, respect to George Miller and respect to the people who greenlit this movie because you don't get this movie where it gets if you're not willing to take some risks that don't pay off, you know? Sometimes you'll do something really crazy and it doesn't work, and sometimes you do something really crazy and it's somehow just right. And you've got to experiment and you've got to have the willingness to fail to get yourself to that place. And then finally, Oscar night, here they come flooding in, right? Yeah, and, and that's a real rarity. I mean, you never see an action film like this that's nominated for 10 Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director, and it won six, you know? A lot of people have asked me, well, why isn't Spider-Man No Way Home nominated for Best Picture this year? I mean, you know, it's a really entertaining movie. It's the biggest film of the year. And I think the answer is ultimately doesn't really push the artistic envelope the same way Fury Road did. Fury Road had iconic costumes, incredible editing, cinematography that made your jaw drop, you know. Uh, 
like top tier sound. So much of that film was just A plus plus plus, and it's not just you know smoothly executed studio superhero product. It's a work of art that stands on its own. I think that's why the Oscars responded to it. And I think that's why, you know, seven years after the film came out, it feels bigger than ever. Well, already getting great reviews, and it's just out today from uh, William Morrow, publishing Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road. And we've been speaking with the author, veteran author, Kyle Buchanan. Kyle, congratulations on the book. It sounds like a lot of fun. And um, well, let's talk on your next one. Thank you, Rick. All right, I appreciate it. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 that's 800-215-6812 Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise 
doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539, or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Hadel is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone, batted up in the air, intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass, and the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive. cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Ah, uh, bless your heart. Thank you for that. And um, we still have another two hours to go. Uh, I have one segment where I can talk sports today. Well, I mean, by myself. I have Mick Yardley coming up from uh, ATN. Got a comedian coming in, Mikey Winfield. You might have seen him on The Office on NBC. Uh, we've got another author uh, coming up as well. Our third, we have Barbara Borden, the drummer. So at about 10.25, I'll be able to talk about this um, this disaster, <clears throat> which has happened in Major League Baseball. Now, as I said, the uh, Larry Kruger came in here for my last segment, and I was talking about how maybe this had got extended to what at that time yesterday, 5 p.m. Eastern, to you know come up with uh, an agreement. And they still didn't do it. And so the first two series have now been canceled, and things are now more fractious. And it's it's obscene that this happened. This lockout happened four months ago to the day, December second. Well, now it's March second, and they still don't have an agreement. And it's just, <clears throat> I would love to say I'm never going again, but I will because I love baseball. <laughs> but it'd be fun if I could just pretend I didn't care and I'd stop going. All right, uh, another two hours, as I mentioned. Come on back. Radio News with John Hunt. As Ukraine is preparing for a full attack by the Russians on Kyiv and sanctions have not stopped the Russians. Vice President Kamala Harris said on NBC News there's no plan to put American troops on the ground in Ukraine. What we are not going to do, and that must be said also, is we are not going to put U.S. troops in Ukraine to fight the Russians on the ground or in the air. But we are firm in our preparedness to defend our NATO alliance and our allies every inch of the NATO territory. 
President Joe Biden's Supreme Court pick, Kentanji Brown-Jackson, has headed to Capitol Hill today to meet with top senators and discuss her experience and qualifications ahead of her confirmation hearings. Jackson will be meeting with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, and Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin, the Democrat from Illinois. Schumer said that he's working with Durbin to have confirmation hearings scheduled as quickly as possible. This is USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. The president spoke for a short time on one thing that is hurting all Americans. With that story, here's USA's Tim Burr. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. President Biden touching on an issue that many families are struggling with in the United States during his first State of the Union address. This, as a new NPR PBS Marist College poll, shows 56% of Americans calling the president's first year in office a failure. The president continues with with why he believes inflation is at a 40-year high. Our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. The pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. There is some improvement in the latest COVID numbers. Cases over the last two weeks are down by 59% to just under 60,000. However, the average daily COVID deaths are still sitting at 2,000 per day, and the total confirmed deaths at almost 1 million. This is USA Radio News. Pump up the volume on your published book. Audiobooks generate new readers who love the storytelling format. We all have active multitasking lives now. With audiobooks, we can enjoy your book anywhere, anytime. Earn more profits. Tell your story to a new audience. Call Audiobook Network for a free guide. We produce your audiobook with professional voice actors and engineers, and then sell your audiobook on Amazon, Audible, and Apple iTunes. Call Audiobook Network at 800-495-1223. Call today, 800-495-1223. Matthew Perna, who had pled guilty to four charges stemming from the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol, committed suicide while awaiting sentencing. The Mercer County Coroner's Office in Pennsylvania said Perna killed himself at his residence. According to prosecutors, Perna entered the Capitol after the doors had already been breached by demonstrators. Perna stayed in the building for about 20 minutes. He was seen on video chanting with the crowd. His obituary said Matthew Lawrence Perna died of a broken heart. His community, his country, and the justice system killed his spirit and his zest for life. He did not harm anyone, and he stayed within the velvet ropes taking pictures. For this act, he's been persecuted by many members of the community, friends, relatives, and people who had never met him. Perna was scheduled to be sentenced on April 1st. 
Carjackings have skyrocketed over 200% in multiple big cities across the country as law enforcement officials and crime experts pled with lawmakers on Capitol Hill to address the rampant issue with one official warning that anyone in a car is a potential victim. Law enforcement and executives from crime monitoring agencies from across the country convened to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee for a hearing to address the trends related to carjackings. During his time at the microphone, National Insurance Crime Bureau President and CEO David Glau said that carjackings have soared by 286% in New York City, and Philadelphia saw the second highest increase with 238%, followed by Chicago, Washington, D.C., and New Orleans. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Um... Want to talk about the lockout. We'll get to that in a little bit when I get some free time. But uh, while it is true that the commissioner has canceled the first two series of the regular season, Ross Stripling, formerly of the Dodgers, now Blue Jays pitchers, he's the union rep for Toronto, and he's accused the owners of trying to sneak things into the offer last night. He told Sportsnet, quote, It got to be like 12.30 and the fine print of their final CBT proposal, competitive balance tax, was stuff we had never even seen before. They were trying to sneak things through us. It was like they think we're dumb baseball players and we get sleepy after midnight or something. It's like that stupid football quote. They were who we thought they were, Denny Green. They did exactly what they thought we would do. Uh, they would do. They pushed us to a deadline that they imposed, and then they tried to sneak some S past us at the deadline, and we were ready for it. We've been ready for five years. And then they tried to flip it on us today in PR, saying that we've changed our tone and tried to make it look like it was our fault that never happened, end quote. So he didn't elaborate on what they were trying to sneak through. But Alex Wood of the Giants said... MLB has pumped to the media last night and today that there's no momentum, oh, that there is momentum towards a deal. Now saying the player's tone has changed. So then if a deal isn't done today, it's our fault. 
This isn't a coincidence. We've had the same tone all along. We just want a fair deal to play ball. So this doesn't sound like it's going to get done today. I don't know. I mean, none of us know. But it's just the... I don't understand why Major League Baseball is screwing with their product. They don't make a product. They are the product, the players. And uh, it's just that if these owners only got rich through baseball, it's like Mark Davis. He's the only NFL owner who only is rich because of his team. Everybody else is a businessman or businesswoman. All right, come on back. Let's talk. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microband 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microband 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right prescription. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship directly, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Plus, there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SPORTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SPORTS, to receive your first month free. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Hour two of titillating sports. 
you thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey. Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome from England uh, author Paul Brannigan. He has a brand new book uh, which just uh, came out called Unchained, the Eddie Van Halen story. Uh, Paul, first of all, I know you're in North London, so the question is, are you Spurs or Arsenal? Well, I know what you are, Rick, so I'll refrain from answering that question on the grounds of decency. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to see it for Arsenal, actually. Do you hail from the Republic? Or are you from Ulster? Uh, I'm from Northern Ireland, yeah. Okay. So Derry, Belfast, uh, anywhere in there? Actually, it's just a little town called Newcastle, so a little seaside town. Very nice. All right. Um, we really have not had a full-length biography a uh, an in-depth one on eddie van halen and of course uh, just recently passed what was it about him that uh, that made you go all in um, well i kind of pitched this book back in 2013 it's been a long time coming and i guess um at the time i really wanted a sort of like a a grand epic widescreen sort of rock and roll fable um and i guess um eddie's story appealed to me because it was so sort of intrinsically linked with the American dream. He was this uh, little kid who came over from Holland with his family. They'd got a total of about $75 with them. They sort of, you know, worked hard, worked as janitors and cleaners and delivering papers and whatever, and sort of, you know, clawed their way up. And obviously then Eddie, you know, sort of became the most sort of revolutionary guitar player since Jimi Hendrix and pretty much changed the world of rock and roll. Well, I was 12 years old when their first album came out. And so you think about all my high school, all my college or uni years, Van Halen was the American band. There were so many great bands out of the UK. Um, and we didn't really have, we had some good punk bands and R&B. We were crushing it, soul. But American rock bands, we didn't have, we had a few, you know, like the Eagles, kind of. But but a kick-ass rock band, there was nothing like Van Halen, what did they mean to Europe when they got over there? Well, I mean, they obviously concentrated a lot on America because that's where the money was to be made and that's where the big audiences were. Um, but the first time they came over to Europe was in 1978, uh, supporting Van Halen, or supporting Black Sabbath, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, and the story goes that, you know, Black Sabbath had taken ACDC out on a previous European tour and that they said to their agents in the US, look, you know, that was hard work. We we're getting shown up there. Can we just get some bar band from Los Angeles next time around? You know, just something to kill a bit of time until we get there. And so the agent said, oh, we do have a, you know, a bar band from Los Angeles as it happens. And um, the guys from Black Sabbath went out the first night. Um, they heard the noise coming from on stage and Eddie was playing Eruption, his sort of groundbreaking guitar solo. And obviously you have David Lee Roth, the most handsome man in the world, up at the front of the stage with all the girls screaming. And uh, the guys from Black Sabbath just, you know, their jaws dropped and they realized that it was going to be a tough couple of weeks. And, you know, <laughs> by all accounts, Van Halen pretty much destroyed them on, on every night of that tour. 
Now, from what I have, uh, you know, I've been interviewing people for decades. From what I hear on that tour, Black Sabbath were actually nice to them and said, you guys need to be headlining. You're kicking our ass. It wasn't like, you know, hearing about how Mott the Hoople was mean to Aerosmith type of story. Well, funny enough, I spoke to the guys in Black Sabbath about this, and I think they did have a, a quiet word with Van Halen, um, basically said, look, don't be showing us up too badly here. Um, but they were you know, struggling at the time. There was a lot of substance abuse issues. There was a lot of money issues, and the band were just tired. They were really worn down by the sort of uh, lifestyle they'd been living. Um, but Eddie and uh, Tony Iommi, the guitar player, got on fabulously well. And so sort of on that account, they were able to, you know, do the tour together and were happy to do it. And even when the tour got to the US, another band might have kicked Van Halen off the bill. Um, but, you know, Sabbath let them stay and they had a, a rip-roaring good time together. And I think Sabbath thought, well, you know, if we're going out here, we might as well go out and have a bit of fun um, because, <laughs> you know, the great adventure is pretty much coming to an end. Well, when you think about Van Halen as we knew it, and of course Eddie on drums, and you know Michael Anthony with great back, underrated backup vocals as well. You mentioned David Lee Roth, the the showman, just a gigolo everywhere he goes, and he was sort of uh, a loose cannon, so to speak, and almost to his own demise. How did he fit in? Well, I mean, Dave uh, and Eddie were sort of chalk and cheese. Their sort of union was something of a marriage of convenience, really. Um, you know, Dave saw Eddie playing once and he said, I wanted to do with my mouth and with my feet what he could do with his fingers. Um, and so, you know, there were different characters. You know, Eddie was very humble, very shy, very sort of self-effacing kind of guy. Dave, you know, was called superstar from he was like in his mid-teens and he was just waiting on the world to catch up with him. Um, so, yeah, a sort of a, a marriage of convenience, but together they obviously had a special chemistry that sort of, Page and Plant and Jagger and Richard sort of, you know, sort of once in a lifetime chemistry and together they were, you know, pretty explosive on stage. And, you know, that combination of the sort of the mouth and and the, uh, and the you know, the talented guitar player is such a sort of a, a hallmark of great rock and roll bands ever since. No doubt about it. Now, when you write a book like this, does, you know, Wolfgang and Valerie, are they all in on it or is this kind of one of those unauthorized things? Well, to be honest, every Van Halen book is unauthorized. Um, you know, Eddie was supposed to work with a, a journalist that he really liked called Stephen Rosen in the mid-80s on a biography, on an autobiography, and that got shelved for some reason. And actually, Stephen Rosen's bringing out a sort of version of it in April. But no, it, it, it's not an authorized biography, and everyone will have their own sort of version of the truth, a different kind of truth, to quote Van Halen. But, uh, you know, I, I sort of was pulling the story together from sort of sources around the band and obviously from archive stuff. And, you know, it's amazing sort of what you can pull together and it start, you know, sort of peeling back the layers on this sort of complex character and, and trying to show the, the man, you know, behind the headlines and the man behind the sort of rock and roll facade. Let me ask you this. You're walking down the street. You can talk to Liam Neeson, Kenneth Branagh, Roy McElroy or the late, great Georgie Best? Who do you talk to? George Best every time. Yeah. You have to, right? I have to. Yeah, but I was growing up, George Best and Alex Higgins were my heroes. Two very wayward uh, Northern Irish men who sort of set a template for, for my generation, a template uh, which, you know, nobody would be advised to follow. But, uh, yeah, two sort of superstars in their own way, super well, handsome guys, rock and roll rebels, and that sort of, you know, I wasn't good enough at snooker and I wasn't good enough for football, so I decided to get into the rock and roll world instead. And what was George Bessie said? I spent all my money on birds and booze and also some dumb stuff. 
yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> A fabulous character, you know, they call him the fifth Beatle. And, uh, you know, I mean, a sad demise. And to be honest, obviously, you know, alcoholism is a very serious business and it affects you, you know, whether you're the guy, street, you know, sweeping the streets or whether you're CEO of a, mm-hmm. of a big company. And obviously, Eddie uh, had his own struggles and so many wasted years. So, you know, I guess people can laugh about the rock and roll hedonism in the same way as they do about George Best. But, you know, there's a sadness beneath it, too. No doubt. Last question for you concerning the book. What was the one thing, someone as you have so much knowledge, but when you learned it, you were like, wow, that is really something else. Um, To be honest, there wasn't that one sort of blinding revelation like that. I mean, it was just sort of fun hearing different stories from different people and getting those different accounts. So, for instance, Gene Simmons from Kiss always claimed that um, Eddie had asked to join the band in around 1982. And I asked Paul Stanley about this. And I said, so, you know, Gene said he took Eddie out for lunch and you guys were in the studio. And then, so when he came back, did he say to you, oh, my God, Eddie Van Halen wants to join the band? And Paul Stanley said, no, that didn't happen. (laughs) And I said, but, you know, Gene's been saying for like 30 years, 40 years, that Eddie Van Halen wanted to join the band. And that was the day. And he said, yeah, like, trust me, you don't think I would have remembered had Eddie Van Halen wanted to join the band? He said, that didn't happen. He said, I'm not calling Gene a liar, but that didn't happen. (laughs) All right. Great stuff from our guests, Paul Brannigan. The book Unchained, of course, a great Van Halen song. Unchained, the Eddie Van Halen story from hardcover. You can get it at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the Van Halen story, anywhere you'd like to go. Uh, Paul, congratulations on the uh, effort, and uh, thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks very much, Rick, and uh, good luck with the hunt for the ever-elusive trophies. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, He had to get that little barb in right there. All right, I'm Rick Tittle, uh, and uh, we have an open segment. We'll talk about the lockout. Come on back. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income, 
and it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. Now you see that evil will always triumph. Because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. Hey, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Got quiet in here. This is my only segment. If everybody shows up where we can uh, take some calls at 1-800-878-PLAY. If and you want to. We're locked out. And um, now the first two weeks or the first two series, I should say, are canceled. And um, Rod Manfred uh, made the announcement after their second artificial deadline of 5 p.m. Tony Clark, the head of the union, former big strapping first baseman himself, he came out and said, quote, today is a sad day. We came to Florida to navigate and negotiate for a fair collective bargaining agreement. Despite meeting daily, there is still significant work to be done. The reason we are not playing is simple. The lockout is the ultimate economic weapon in a $10 billion industry. The owners have decided to use this weapon against the greatest asset they have, the players. And, um, of course, this will be the first time real games have been lost since 1995. Remember this spillover from the canceled World Series and others. And there are uh, a lot of reasons why uh, opening day was was not saved. <clears throat> and one of them was, I would think, probably an unnecessary preemptive strike. 
which was the lockout in and of itself. They could have continued to operate under the, what they call it, the sunset terms. In other words, it expired, but let's just pretend it's still going. We won't sign anything. We won't write anything. We won't, you know, even talk about it. We'll just, we'll just let it go and just pretend that's the way it is. And the whole thing about fast-tracking negotiations by locking out is just absolutely horrifying. And that's why playing the waiting game, you know, a month and a half before putting a proposal out there, and you'd say, come on, man, it's December. The kids are out of school. <clears throat> it's snowing. Just hear that sleigh bells ringing and ding, 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 and ding. Okay, great. Let's say you wanted to wait till after New Year's Day. You wanted to, okay, well, uh, let's just wait. No, no, no. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in February, so can you get it done in, can you get it done in January? Like I said, I get it. It's December. Nobody wants to do anything. It's Christmas vacation, Hanukkah, whatever you got, days off. The atheists, even atheists are got days off. Bless you. Do whatever you want because it's America. America, America. Um, by the way, I love that Rick Prado story about not letting the hippies burn the flag. If you grew up where I did in Berkeley, yeah, I love that story. Anyway, Rick is a, okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> they just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And if you want to put anything on the league, and look, it's not like it's all evil and all good. It you know, it's not truly David and Goliath. The, the union isn't David, but the idea of meeting in the middle, the league didn't always meet in the middle. You know, the the league classified proposals that altered revenue sharing or the super two qual as non starters. That's it. And they played hardball with the, so to speak, with the minimum wage and the, the salary cap, competitive balance tax. And they offered some deals that the, the union came back and offered some deals that were a joke that were never going to get approved. But I understand it's a negotiating ploy. <clears throat> you know, I always hate it when they say a good deal is when both sides come away a little bit pissed off. I, I like the other saying of a good deal is when both sides come away feeling good. <laughs> right? But I understand what that's from. But the league's CBT proposals would have it at $220 million and then increase um, I should say the league have it at $22 million, yeah. And then have it increased by ten the next three years, and then the players came back and said two hundred and forty-five million, and then increasing a twelve-team to a fourteen uh, playoffs. Uh, I'm fine as many teams as you want. I really am. Put fourteen teams in. Put the top half in there. Why not? That's fine with me. It gives my team a better chance. And if they do that, they'll increase their October revenue by eighty-five million dollars. So uh, Sean Foreman of Baseball Reference was saying the players were asking one to two million more per team in minimum salaries, three million more in per team pre-arb bonus pool, and the CBT would reflect the growth in revenues. And the owners were never going to take revenue and tie it into that. 
So it's we'll wait to see what's going to happen with the <clears throat> next session. As much as we'd like to lock them in a room and not let them out, that's not how the world works, unfortunately, for them anyway. And the two sides now, they need time apart. After eight consecutive days of bargaining. Games are lost, and the sense of urgency didn't work. But that sense of urgency has grown. And if you want to take a step back and clear your head, okay. <laughs> but Manfred said um, last night, we're prepared to continue negotiations. We've been informed that the MLBPA is heading back to New York, meaning that no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. The clubs and our owners fully understand just how important it is to our millions of fans that we get the game on the field as soon as possible. To that end, we want to bargain and agree with the Players Association as soon as possible. So, as far as I see, there's no meeting scheduled. But they're all heading back to Manhattan. I guess they could go over there or Secaucus, whatever. By the way, Secaucus? Yikes. <laughs> it's a swamp <laughs> from what I saw. I'm sure it has lovely parts. That whole Meadowlands area in New Jersey, why they put a football stadium out there, I will never, ever understand. I mean, unless you want to say, let's go somewhere where even the frogs won't go. But anyway, um, the fight uh, over the 2022 salaries, that's only going to escalate because you just canceled two series worth of checks. The players will not get paid for those games they missed. And the chief negotiator for the union, Bruce Meyer, said, it would be our position in the event of games being canceled that as a feature of any deal for us to come back that we would be asking for compensation and or for those games to be rescheduled. Well, I can tell you right now, the owners aren't going to pay for games that they don't play. If they want to do that crap they did before where they have a doubleheader twice a week, I mean, I guess they could. But you got to remember, if you're surprised by this, you really shouldn't be. Because in just two years ago, less than two years ago, summer of 2020, when we got that 60-game season, the salaries were prorated. Because they were not going to pay for games that they didn't play, obviously. And, and that's understandable. But the, the players thought that they weren't going to get screwed like this again. And the sad thing is, it's really sad. The sad thing is the owners are perfectly fine with missing two series. Because they will remain rich and now they don't have to pay the players as much. It's just, it's ridiculous. And we've been talking about this competitive integrity, about I issues, about, oh, don't tank, and we need to speed up the clock and, uh, you know, move the mount. Let's try moving the mount. Let's put a guy on second base. Uh, everyone has COVID. Everyone's tired. Everyone's exhausted. We can't play extra innings because it's not humanly possible. And meanwhile, all MLB has been doing, like every other American sport, is getting into bed with gambling partners, and Caesars and DraftKings and... The other stupid one. Do you know that DraftKings made over a billion dollars? Actually, it was like $5 billion. It was 5 or $6 billion or something. How many people won? Less than 1% won anything worth talking about. MLB is more worried about that. 
And so it's just, you know, and I know it has nothing to do with it, but the optics of a terrible war going on right now, an unjust war, and then they're like, mm, our luxury threshold. It's just, it looks really embarrassing. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with Barbara Borden on Sports Byline. Es wird niemals anderes geben. Diesem Land habe ich Treue geschworen. Bin geboren in der Pfalz. Ich lieb dich nun mal. Jeden Berg, jedes Tal. Heimatland, du mein schönes Pfälzerland. You may meet in an office or on a video chat. Your commute might now be measured in feet, not miles. How you do business may have changed, but Staples will always have everything you need to get it done, like ink and toner, webcams, and networking accessories. This week, Apple AirPods Pro are just $199, a $50 savings, and our lowest price of the season. Shop in-store or pick up curbside and save big this week at Staples. Ends 919. Limit two while supplies last. Curbside available in most stores. Okay, so we got the chorizo dumplings, the cucumber empanadas. Sara's food truck is popping off. Come on, guys, let's pick it up, all right? But if she doesn't find a new chef, her truck will be stuck. Carl quit this morning, so Jessica, I'm going to need you on the fryer. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, 
I don't think I'm gonna go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Ah, uh, don't give away all my dumb secrets. Hey, welcome back. Rick Tittle with you. Downtown San Francisco Studios of Sports Byline, syndicated nationally around the uh, country and also around the world, of course, uh, 177 countries on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Barbara Borden. And uh, she is part of a one-hour-long video special of She Dares to Drum, which will air on KRCB PBS in the uh, Bay Area. It's Comcast Channel 722. That will be Monday the 14th at 9 o'clock at night, and then a Saturday, March 19th at 2 p.m. as well. Barbara, welcome to the uh, show. And uh, you're one of those kids, like most drummers, you just uh, had your sticks early, didn't you? I did. I think, uh, first of all, Rick, it's great to be here. And I think I was born with, um, well, I don't know if I was born with sticks in my hand. I think it wouldn't help the birth at all, but I was definitely <laughs> born with uh, born with a lot of rhythm in my body that needed to get out. So, so what I, was, I, who were I, some I, of you? Mm-hmm, no, go ahead. Uh, well, I just felt I was, I had to drum. That, that's, that was the only thing I had to do. Who were some of your role models and were any of them female at the time? Uh, none of my role models were female. I, I loved Shelley Mann. I loved, uh, Elvin Jones. I was interested in jazz and big band. I loved, um, uh, many of the big band drummers from, from the swing era. Um, and there are just a countless other, you know, drummers that were wonderful. Billy Higgins was one of my favorite drummers, not that well known, but so tasty. So, um, uh, but I did have uh, twin sisters who were in show business and 13 years older than I was, and they would take me anywhere they could. And I was a very quiet little kid then, and um, I just was uh, like a sponge absorbing what I saw and heard. So they took me one time to the Ina Ray Hutton show, which was on television back in like 1950, late 50s, and um, I saw a whole big swing band of women in strapless gowns to the floor playing this wild, wonderful music. And there was a woman drummer there that I saw, and that was probably the only one I actually saw. Interesting. When you talk about jazz drummers, let me ask you this. As someone in my in my uh, 50s, because every once in a while when I was a kid, Johnny Carson would have Buddy Rich come out and do a solo and he'd come out and he'd have this like mop of gray hair and he would drum, <laughs> he would drum like two miles per hour and they're like, oh, the greatest drummer that ever lived. And I'm like, oh, that guy sucks. But then I realized yeah. he was born in World War One and he played in the Dorsey band. So what they were doing is they were, they were putting out a guy who had lost it. So I don't want to disparage him. Why was he at that time in the 70s the greatest drummer that ever lived? 
Well, he had that reputation, and once you have it, you have it. Even though as you get older, you can't play quite as fast as you used to when you were younger. I'm finding that to be true. And it's not necessary. Shelley Mann once said that, uh, he said, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing not as fast, and I like it. And so <laughs> it's it's good to be able to play fast, but that's not the, what makes you a great drummer. He was a machine, Buddy Rich. And um, what I didn't like about Buddy Rich was he was very mean to his band members. And there was a, there's a school of meanness that uh, a lot of musicians ascribe to that if you're mean and tough and, you know, tough love kind of thing that uh, people play better. Well, some do. Some rise to the occasion. Others that commit suicide. There was a movie about that that I can't think of the name of now. Pretty recently, in the last three or four years, about a teacher who has just drove his kids to the hilt. And if you could take that challenge and run with it, great. But a lot of kids were lost along the way, one committing suicide and many leaving. And so, yeah. Yeah, that was that J.K. Simmons movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. You know, it's funny, I, I always hear, because, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, we, we would bow down to John Bonham and Keith Moon, and uh, I loved Bill Ward of, of Black Sabbath, but I always heard that Neil Peart um, was uh, very, very mean as, <laughs> as well. Yeah. It's just kind yeah. of uh, an ornery thing. Did you watch that Fred Armisen special where he, you know, on on Netflix where he took, he like got different uh, band kits from every decade and like kind of took band uh, drumming through the century. No, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. But, you know, I don't want to talk about a lot of other drummers here because I know our time is limited and there are a lot of great drummers. And I do, do want to say, though, that at this point in time, there's a lot of great women drummers around Terry Lynn Carrington. Is, was like born, you know, drumming a mile a minute at jazz, and her father was a jazz musician. I met her when she was 17, and she's probably in her 50s, late 50s, 60-something around there. And she's still drumming and singing and doing wonderful things. And, of course, Sheila E., you know, made a big yeah. splash with Prince. And um, And if you go on YouTube, you will see a lot of young women drumming, a lot of little tiny girls drumming, yeah. and go, going a mile a minute. So I'm really happy about that. And um, I feel like I was part of the the team that, uh, you know, the ancestors that went before them and those that went before me were less seen, but they were there like the Sweethearts of Rhythm. Uh, that was a big swing band that happened during World War II when a lot of women musicians had a chance to play because all the men were fighting the war and then when the war was over the men came back and the women disappeared again so it's not that there aren't a lot of women musicians it's just that they weren't as visible as they are now with all the technology that we have to be visible with but I do want to talk about this piece she dares to drum because um, it's a very interesting piece it's an autobiographical solo what we ended up calling percussion play. Um, I did this collaboration with my partner and wonderful actress, director, playwright, writer, Naomi Newman of the Bay Area. She was one of the founders of A Traveling Jewish Theater, was the name of the group that went on for 35 years. So in 1992, she and I collaborated on doing this piece, I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
she found it very interesting that I came from a background where um, my mother was a Russian-Polish immigrant and incidentally came from right around the Kiev area and um, a little in a little town called uh, Vladinia Valensk, a little shtetl they called them back then. And so she came here when she was 13 and she came with her sister on the big ship and that was very brave and she had a couple brothers living here and like a lot of immigrants do they come to other family members so this is still going on and i just i just want to say that it breaks my heart to see what's happening in the ukraine but um and i know it breaks their a lot of people's hearts but uh the uh thing that uh, that Naomi found so interesting was that my immigrant mother saw my what I really wanted and really supported that the whole way through. So I was a very fortunate kid to have a, a family with my sisters loved it because I could I could drum with them when they sang in harmony. That was what they did. And um, and so that's how it began. And it has uh it played at uh, the Marsh in San Francisco for a five-week run when it first opened in 1995 and got critical acclaim from all the theater critics and music critics. And um, and then I went on to, to play it for about 10 more years in different places around the country and in Canada. And then it retired. And um, David L. Brown, who is a documentary filmmaker actually filmed the last uh, version of that show I performed in 2006, I think. And um, that's what you're going to see on on KRCB on uh, the 14th and 19th of March. So uh, David has played a big part in helping us get this film ready and a wonderful editor named Barry Stone came on board to help and the film you know needed good sound tweaking and color correction tweaking and things like that but the the piece was all together and David did a great job and when he filmed that piece he realized that he wanted to do a documentary on my life so he did that and that's called Keeper of the Beat and there is a website for that if you put in Keeper of the Beat dot com or k uh, keeper of the beat movie or k o b movie dot com you'll get there and um it has uh all the air dates up on a page there for she dares to drum if if you you miss the the details so i i i'm just very pleased that this is happening and um you know i'm seventy six now so it's really a good I feel like I'm complete in my legacy leaving for any other drummers or women drummers that, or people that just want to uh, see an uh, interesting life. And I think all our lives are interesting. If everybody could make a video about their life, I think we'd live in a different world. Barbara Borden from She Dares to Drum. Barbara, thanks for coming by. Thank you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline.
Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, Call right now to learn more about your risk free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk free offer. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. That's 800 738 5332. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right, a couple minutes left. Hour number three coming up. Mike E. Winfield, comedian in studio. Looking forward to having him. Uh, We have to stay ready for spring training because the lockout could end any minute, I guess. Uh, There was a video of Aaron Judge hitting a home run at the University of South Florida a couple days ago. Um, 
<clears throat> the union announced that they have reached an agreement with DBAT, not DBAG, DBAT, which is a national softball and baseball training facility which has 100 locations over the country. I have not seen one in person. But any player with at least one day of service time in Major League Baseball will get a free membership until January 2023. So it's a place for them to work out. The union is also running something they call their own training camp, in quotes, at Bell Bank Park, which is in Mesa, and they're trying to find a place right now in Florida. But here's the thing. The owners can sit back and relax. The players have to stay, whilst not game-ready, in shape, they can't, you can't be a hitter and walk up and have everything fly right past you. You got to start getting your eye down. Pitchers have to get stretched out. Um, you know, just getting acclimated to the muscle memory of turning two and everything that comes with it. So, you know, at MLB.com, when the lockout came, took down pictures of their players. You know, it's just, it's just a good reminder to go to MLB.com and remember that the sport is nothing without the players. And those are the people that we actually want to see. But this disastrous outcome, which was Rob Manfred's own words, was his. And this was not fueled by the pandemic. And you could say, well, they, they didn't make seven mil that they would have made. This is a cocktail of greed laced with Manfred's incompetence. He's a laughable figure, but he has ill-prepared to deal with things that are thrown his way, ever. And if you go back to opening day 2019 in Cincinnati, uh, Pirates at Reds, Manfred had a press conference, and he talked about how Cincinnati has an annual parade to greet the fans in the city, and uh, then he sort of said uh, tongue-in-cheek that uh, when someone mentioned the CBA in a couple of years, he said, well, you know, they're... There's a lot of questions that come behind that now. And I'm saying, what? We were talking about this in 2019. It, it's just, and then he comes out, We our millions of fans deserve baseball, and all we want to do is get baseball on the field. We want Timmy and Jimmy and Bobby Sue and and little Susie to watch their baseball. This is all we want. And this is the thanks we get. This is it. Remember, Ken Rosenthal last year wrote that Manfred needed to work this out or he would ruin his legacy, and they fired him from MLB Network. This has been going on a long time. It's absolutely ludicrous. And that's with an L and a U. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
USA Radio News with John Hunt. As Ukraine is preparing for a full attack by the Russians on Kyiv and sanctions have not stopped the Russians. Vice President Kamala Harris said on NBC News there's no plan to put American troops on the ground in Ukraine. What we are not going to do, and that must be said also, is we are not going to put U.S. troops in Ukraine to fight the Russians on the ground or in the air. But we are firm in our preparedness to defend our NATO alliance and our allies every inch of the NATO territory. President Joe Biden's Supreme Court pick Kentanji Brown-Jackson has headed to Capitol Hill today to meet with top senators and discuss her experience and qualifications ahead of her confirmation hearings. Jackson will be meeting with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from New York, and Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin, the Democrat from Illinois. Schumer said that he's working with Durbin to have confirmation hearings scheduled as quickly as possible. This is USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. The president spoke for a short time on one thing that is hurting all Americans. With that story, here's USA's Tim Burr. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. President Biden touching on an issue that many families are struggling with in the United States during his first State of the Union address. This, as a new NPR PBS Marist College poll, shows 56% of Americans calling the president's first year in office a failure. The president continues with with why he believes inflation is at a 40-year high. Our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. The pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. There is some improvement in the latest COVID numbers. Cases over the last two weeks are down by 59% to just under 60,000. However, the average daily COVID deaths are still sitting at 2,000 per day, and the total confirmed deaths at almost 1 million. This is USA Radio News. Pump up the volume on your published book. Audiobooks generate new readers who love the storytelling format. We all have active multitasking lives now. With audiobooks, we can enjoy your book anywhere, anytime. Earn more profits. Tell your story to a new audience. Call Audiobook Network for a free guide. We produce your audiobook with professional voice actors and engineers, and then sell your audiobook on Amazon, Audible, and Apple iTunes. Call Audiobook Network at 800-495-1223. Call today, 800-495-1223. Matthew Perna, who had pled guilty to four charges stemming from the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol, committed suicide while awaiting sentencing. The Mercer County Coroner's Office in Pennsylvania said Perna killed himself at his residence. According to prosecutors, Perna entered the Capitol after the doors had already been breached by demonstrators. Perna stayed in the building for about 20 minutes. He was seen on video chanting with the crowd. His obituary said Matthew Lawrence Perna died of a broken heart. His community, his country, and the justice system killed 
filled his spirit and his zest for life. He did not harm anyone, and he stayed within the velvet ropes taking pictures. For this act, he's been persecuted by many members of the community, friends, relatives, and people who had never met him. Perna was scheduled to be sentenced on April 1st. Carjackings have skyrocketed over 200% in multiple big cities across the country as law enforcement officials and crime experts pled with lawmakers on Capitol Hill to address the rampant issue with one official warning that anyone in a car is a potential victim. Law enforcement and executives from crime monitoring agencies from across the country convened to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee for a hearing to address the trends related to carjackings. During his time at the microphone, National Insurance Crime Bureau President and CEO David Glau said that carjackings have soared by 286% in New York City, and Philadelphia saw the second highest increase with 238%, followed by Chicago, Washington, D.C., and New Orleans. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you downtown San Francisco. Hour three underway. Very busy show so far. And um, after all the uh, authors and uh, the serious nature of that <laughs> that drumming movie, uh, we need a little comedy levity. And uh, joining us after the break in studio is going to be Mike E. Winfield, a uh, very successful comedian. He's headlining at the world-famous Punchline. And uh, looking forward, Mike's been, uh, he's an actor too. You've probably seen him in, uh, on TV and such. And um, haven't had the pleasure of having Mike in before. So looking forward to getting him in and talking to him. Baltimore guy as well. So Mike E. Winfield coming up for a c- couple segments on the other side. After that, we'll go back to againstthenumber.com with Mick Yardley. We'll check in with uh, him as well and updates on the uh, lockout, although there's not going to be an update today. Everybody traveling back to New York. They're not even going to meet, if at all, until tomorrow. And meanwhile, the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League, those cities and Jupiter and Vero Beach, Mesa, Goodyear, uh, those people, while not literally dying, it's not the Ukraine or anything serious like that. It is an economic uh, kick in the crotch, so... We'll get back to that as well. 
As always, a big shout-out to the troops listening both home and abroad on the American Forces Radio Network. 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea, wherever you're at, and whatever branch you're with. Thanks for serving, and thanks for uh, keeping us safe. You stay safe. Hope we see you soon. Uh, a lot of apropos applications for receiving the programming here, including the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, Twitch.tv. And I'll swing the camera around to uh, Mike when he comes in. And uh, don't forget, <clears throat> you can always write me an email if you want to communicate that way, rick at sportsbyline.com. And we stream through sportsbyline.com as well. And in this surreal experience of listening to the show through your TV set, on CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network, Channel 2, cable provider in 35 million homes. Homes. I can barely keep up with you kids today with your Sony Walkman and your purple hair. Uh, Titling Sports with Rick Tittle is a Facebook page. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle, as I enunciate my T's. Come on back with Mike E. Winfield. You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. TrackBone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackBone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. 
Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover on America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. Track phone wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on AFN. Very happy to have in studio stand-up comedian Mike E. Winfield. He He's is head He's a genius. <laughs> He's a genius. You like my, my little auto-tune there? <laughs> <laughs> Mike E. Winfield, punchline, um, and if you can see him on the cameras of Twitch TV. And all I can say about that affiliate from somebody from who grew up in the Oakland area in the 70s, I have to say it's pretty fly. Hey, yeah, yeah. I try to be a fly guy every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Are those prescription glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see, man. So it's just like, hey, let's take it to the stage and uh, give us some different frames, you know? <laughs> what would you call that hat, by the way? You know what? Uh, I would call it what my wife purchased. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she does. She buys me stuff online. I wear it. And I'm like, okay. Right. Well, it's like I know that some of the, the Rasta dudes, they have like a giant knit bag. That they kind of oh, just yeah, right. throw everything in, you know. Right. It's just for me because when I don't do my hair early, mm-hmm. it needs to be covered. Right. Well, see, when I was growing up, all my friends had hair like yours. The fro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And right, now, right. It, is it is it a throwback still or is it coming back, you think? You know, it's interesting. I mean, we can call it a throwback, but I think there's just way more styles now. Mm. All at the same time. You know, back in the day, yeah, there was like this style and that style and that style. Now you get to pick from any generation. I, I know. just I went with the sixties and the seventies. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting too is that when I was growing up it was such a macho time and mama jokes, sink or swim, and you had to be macho at all times. And now I see guys and they're in the NFL and they have some of the most effeminate like pink braids all tied up oh, over yeah. their head. And it's almost like I'm so masculine. Look how feminine I can be. Oh, yeah, that's the move. It's like, yeah, touch me if you can, you know. I think that's a cool approach, too. They're like, yeah, yeah, I got on pink, but try me. It's like, I'm shocking you right now, aren't I? You're upset. Good. That's what I wanted to do. Um, We were talking about YouTube before we went on the air, and some of your uh, uh, comedic uh, peers like Mark Norman and Sam Morell and Joe List, they would chop their specials. And they're like, you know what? I'll shoot it myself at the cellar or whatever, fat black, and I will put it on YouTube. And then they get six million hits. Incredible. And then, then you know, you get Comedy Central or HBO saying, hey, no, who are you again? That's kind of the way to go is that's what you're going to do. That's the approach for me. I mean, I got a special on Amazon Prime. I got another on YouTube. And now it's just... I'm an artist. It's like put out the content. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's about the most is just putting out the stuff you love and continuing going. And if someone else picks it up, that's on them. But I just know I have a fan base that wants to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And they want to hear these jokes. And these jokes are documenting time. You know, there's one COVID bit. You know, there's a, a situation about something going on in my house. 
that's not going to be relevant or the same in five years mm-hmm. when it's time for another one or whenever I decide to record again. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to document this stuff and create your temple, you know, like the, the Priors and the Carlins who have, like, ten specials <laughs> and ones you've never even heard. So that's it. From the artist standpoint, I just want to release stand-up. And that's the thing about the the challenge is once you do that special, that stuff is gone. And that's the thing I know that's hard for comedians because a rock band will come out and they don't want to hear your, their, your new stuff. They want the classics. But if you come out and do all your old stuff, people are like, yeah, I heard that 10 years ago. Oh, they hate it. They hate that. Yeah, yeah they don't want that. But there's always a few that bring other people to see you. Mm. And sometimes it's just like, hey, we like this guy's energy. Come see this energy. But sometimes they want a joke like, hey, he's going to do this one. So it's it's a fine line, and I think you just can't abuse it one way or the other. I think you can't, like you said, do an entire uh-huh. hour of old material. That's <laughs> that shouldn't even be fun for the artists. Like I'd be so bored if I just told uh-huh. all my old jokes. Like I gotta. This is a thrill for me. This is like one of those things where I pop up and I read the room and I just feel it. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens. Sean Wayans, and I guess he was kidding, but I don't know. But he told me, he said, because I've never done a special or a DVD, I just do the same hour every year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, Kevin Farley, Chris's brother. I worked with him about two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him at the comic strip, you know, Upper East Side. I've seen him uh, at Cobb's open for David Spade. I've seen him open for T.J. Miller. Bless his heart. It was four different years he did the same act. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I think I saw it then. But I About farting him. and... Uh, yeah, 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 he did that one. <laughs> you know, and that was my only time seeing him. So it was great. It worked. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> they loved it. And he's getting work, so... Hey, as long as you stay busy and you stay active and feed your family, I guess. Exactly. So you mentioned YouTube, and, you know, you're in the young demographic, obviously. So what is it about how you have to be relevant on things like TikTok? Like, you might have got dragged there, but you have to do it, right? Oh, man, here's the thing. You're supposed to. You know, I could use a lot more discipline. You know, I will drop my special on uh, YouTube just because, hey, hey, make it more accessible, you know, and that's helping. Mm-hmm. You know, people are watching it. They're commenting. They're coming out to shows. You know, TikTok is a whole nother thread, and I just kind of, I will do it. I will do it, but, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. which is stand up, mm-hmm. you know, and long as everything else is covered and I'm happy and it's feeding my soul, I'm not doing the stuff that they're telling me I have to do. I'm doing kind of what I want, which is dropping jokes and putting them online and moving forward and doing it again. As long as bills are paid, I don't care. No, it's good. And and you remind me, um, Ari Spears, who's about my age, I asked him about that. He said, listen, I ain't adjusting to the young people. You come to me. I ain't going to you. Interesting. But then again, I don't know. Is he paying the bills? Um, so what is it, too, about, um, uh, you know, that some, they'll say now that uh, just joke writers are a dying breed. Now you have to, like, half your special has to be serious and you have to tell a story. Whereas, and I know that works. Like, you know, I've had uh, Daniel Schloss, you know, a Scottish guy. He tells these elaborate stories, but there's jokes in there. And, and some comedians now are so political, they're making a message and it's not funny. I don't mind going to a show and just seeing joke, 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 hey, joke, 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 joke. What I can say on that is the expectations I feel are lower. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
that's what you were seeing back in the day. You went for straight comedy. Right. Now someone threw in the aura that you got to, you know, throw in politics or get serious because they don't know how to write jokes. Mm. You know, I come from a time where we write bits. We have a premise, a setup, and a punchline, and it's funny. <laughs> and that's why we're there. It's a comedy club. If we mm. want to do all that other weird stuff, sorry, weird stuff. If we want to. <laughs> Unfunny stuff. <laughs> if we want to do things that aren't funny, let's house it other places. Let's yeah. just, you know, have it at a press conference or something like that. Yeah, that's just weird because they'll say like, oh, he's a, he's a great joke writer. And it's like, well, and some of those guys I was mentioning, like, you know, Norman and, and uh, Marill, those guys, yeah. it, it's just jokes. Yeah, it's, you it's, know. it's why we're there. It's yeah. like we used to, comedy was invented for release, to get away from stuff. Right, and now we're right. like, all right, let's make it serious. And, you know, like I don't knock people's style. If that's what they want to do and that's what they enjoy doing, let them do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm there to just kind of tell my story and write some things that I thought of like when I was in the shower or, <laughs> you know, fighting with my wife or something. <laughs> and I want to see if other people really connect with it. And that's been happening. They're like, oh, my gosh, man, I thought you were talking about my wife. Or I got yeah. women that are like, oh, I wish my husband was here. You know, I get that so much. Mike E. Winfield is with us. He's going to be with us for another segment as well. Make sure to check him out at the Punchline Tickets, PunchlineSF.com as well. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. taking a calcium supplement it's probably not doing what you think it is that's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements that's where calcium from algae comes in algae cal plus doesn't just stop bone loss it's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies that's right algae cal plus increases bone density even if you're in your 80s that's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin d to stay strong there are actually 13 minerals and three vitamins needed to build healthy new bone and algae cal plus contains all of them and it's proudly made in the usa your calcium doesn't increase bone density algae cal plus does talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how algae cal plus can start increasing your bone density call now 800-437-8217 that's 800-437-8217 do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. 
Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. I feel bad about that. Mike E. Winfield, stand-up comedian, actor. He is at the world-famous uh, Punchline right here in San Francisco. Make sure to uh, check out his uh, run this week. Um, I love the fact that as young as you look, you got on Letterman. Yeah, right. How amazing. Was that like in the last days? It was. It was. I was one of the last comedic guests, and then maybe I'm why he got shut down. Who knows? <laughs> You know, but so great because he gave me all the energy, told me to come back. And then, you know, I think it was like a season or two later. And that's when he hung it up. But, yeah, Letterman was super experienced, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's cool. I just like it for the fact that it is on my resume. Like I'm one of those guys that can say, yo, I was on that stage performing for that audience. And it was a grand time. That's amazing. I've, I've seen Colbert at the Ed Sullivan's. I didn't get a chance to see Letterman there, but that would have been absolutely amazing. During the break, Mike and I were talking about uh, today's uh, fan and the empowered fan. And as an example, a couple of days ago, Joe List tweeted, I hope World War Three is better than Godfather Three. Hmm. And so someone said in a response, this is serious. That's not funny. And then he wrote, oh, I'm serious. Godfather Three sucked. <laughs> How is it that people don't understand it's just a joke. You don't have to like it, and then you can ignore the person. But what is it about people who literally just can't take a joke? You know, especially from a comedian. You know, um, right? Some people are just that serious. Some people just need to pull the stick out and just realize that you know life is. It has its serious moments, but it also has its funny moments. <laughs> and everything, anything is possible. Anything is fair game. Unfortunately, from the point of view of the joke teller, you got to be skilled at it. I've heard some very bad jokes where even I'm like, Ugh, mm-hmm. that one's that's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the the person, the like the woman who sits through your first 40 minutes laughing at everything. But now you said something that offends her and now she feels emboldened to stand up 
point at you and say, that's not funny. And now she feels like she's some sort of hero. Like I sort of feel like that is uh, the stain that's going through a lot of these audiences. Yeah, she can leave and go get beat up outside the club. (laughs) We don't ever want her. (laughs) Anyone who feels like, you know, just... Every joke is not for you all the time. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't give you the power to say, you know what, they shouldn't even do comedy here again. It's over. You know, I, I mean, but that's the, this is that new fan you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's being so empowered. And I think it came from the, the power of the bloggers when they watched it happen. Mm-hmm. When they watched someone get canceled, they're like, oh, we can help. We can cancel people? And I think that also came from unhappy people. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not feeling something in their personal life. They're like, let me ruin something for others, you know. And not everybody's on the hook. Everybody, every ethnicity. Um, guy I worked with, uh, Henry Wooford, proud black man from Stockton. He tried to make a joke one time. He does what I do. And they're talking about, there was a video about when uh, P. Diddy was thinking about buying an NFL team. And in the video, it showed him, like, drinking and smoking, and Henry said, looks like he just had a fody right there. Oh, the backlash. That's that's what, that was the comment? That's what he said. Trying to, like me, trying to be funny. He got called Uncle Tom, picking any, the NAACP, you know, dance for master. And I'm like, and then he had to take his social media off. I know the guy. He's a proud guy. He was just right. trying to be funny. And the attack, and it's that mob mentality where you just pile on and pile oh, yeah. on and pile. And I was like, "Wow, for that, he got called an Uncle Tom." I'm like, "Man, hey, look, sometimes the joke doesn't go over, but for him, I think he also has to do both sides. You know, if you don't, if you only mention one side and just do that joke, and then people are noticing, okay, he's only targeting this and making jokes of this. You also got to celebrate it too." You got to celebrate Diddy mm-hmm. and what he's done also, or else you just, then people can probably attach themselves to it. Like, all right, mm-hmm. well, at least he did both sides. Mm-hmm. But That's a he, fair point, yeah. yeah. If he's only chopping them down, then, you know, he's opened the door for these people to come in and attack him, which, which is they will. terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're listening for now. I've already messed up four times. They're about to get me. They, they're going to cancel my late Friday show this week, so... uh Get tickets for the other ones. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, you're from Baltimore, and a lot of people will say, oh, Baltimore. I, I always thought it was the Charm City, and I grew up with the Baltimore Colts, you know, and the Orioles and yeah, all that. Right. But it seems like if you're under 30, it's Amsterdam, The Wire. Oh, yeah. The Wire, yeah. But I'm on the other side of it. I grew up with the Orioles, too. I grew up with Cal Ripken and Eddie Murray. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murray was the first guy I saw with a jerry curl in baseball. I'm like, how do you put a helmet on that? You know? And I used to put on those helmets on my high school team with the activator in it. With it it, with it wasn't acti- fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nowadays kids, they come with their own helmets. We had like four helmets in case the bases got loaded. Right. That was it. Yeah, I did a, I did a bit of coaching. You know, I was uh. that's kind of one of my life's goals. I did little league coaching and that's that's um when you really see the most entitled children in the world, like they're mm-hmm. eight, nine, and ten, they got these backpacks with all this expensive equipment, you know. And they used to call me Coach Fro because I used to, I couldn't fit the hat, right. you know. But I'm telling you, it's a great time. I, it was the, one of the most fulfilling things in my life outside of comedy. That's great. And I'll throw this into it. Not like you're a spokesman for all black people, but the numbers of African Americans in Major League Baseball. When I was in high school, it was 25% black Americans, and now, you know, I think it's 11%. And they say, oh, it's the, 
the NBA has ruined it. And I was like, that's that's too simplistic, or it's too hard to get a baseball field. And I'm like, I understand it's easier to, to hoop or you know kick a soccer ball, whatever. Do you have any personal insights on why the numbers have dropped so precipitously? You know, uh, I can throw out, I can speculate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. It's almost like in the NFL, why so many quarterbacks were white, like black quarterbacks exist. They can throw, but people were like, oh, okay, well, you're good at other areas. So let's have you be a wide receiver instead. So in baseball, there were similar things. I mean, I, I watched this happen too. They were like, oh, hey, man, you're fast. Just put him in the outfield, you know? And I saw things like this happen through the course of years. Now, why did it, why did the numbers drop? I don't know if it was celebrated as much, mm-hmm. baseball, you know? And. I don't have a strong opinion. I, mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to see why the numbers have dropped. I, I have noticed that, you know, um, what is it like from other cultures? So it would be a guy that's not so much, what is he like, um, not Cuban, but like Dominican, mm-hmm. you know? So there's more Dominican players now and fewer African-American players. and Right. You know, eh, it's eh. I know, it's complicated. Um, before we let you go, first of all, I have to ask you, did you really work at a grocery store? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, for a big portion of hateful years of my life. And would you yeah. say they refused to fire you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, why is it when you hate your job, they won't fire you? You know, I, was, I got so much material working at that place. And it was, the neighborhood was a wild place. I worked in mm-hmm. like this, I worked in a steel department. A lot of people aren't familiar with the steel department. It's the self-checkout lane. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid to watch people steal all day, you know. Like, this one dude tried to humiliate me. He was ringing up his stuff, and I'm watching him. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. I'm like, just steal it. Like, I'm not coming after you. <laughs> but while he's ringing his stuff up, he makes the beat noise with his mouth. Oh, I'm like, oh, no. man. And he ain't even on. acted out properly. <laughs> if you're going to do this, raise your pitch at least. He's like, boop. <laughs> And it was produce. I'm like, dude, that's not even supposed to make a sound, man. Like, what are you doing? What, what's going on here? My friend Dave used to work at, he's a black guy, he used to work at the Safeway in uh, Rockridge in Oakland. And he said he always hated doing the overnights because at 2 a.m. you stop selling liquor. And so there'd be a guy in line and, you know, you get the booze and it wouldn't scan. He's like, what's up, man? It won't scan. I can't sell it. Why? It's 2.02. It's against the law. I go, I was in line before 2 a.m. It's like, I'm sorry. He goes, I'm going to be in the parking lot. I'm going to kick your ass. It's like, it's <laughs> right. not, it's not, it won't be. I can't. There's nothing I can do about yeah, it's it. It's not me. It's the store's policy. Yeah. Right. Did you ever get physically threatened at your job? Man, I'll tell you. I did, and I would just go to the back. And then when guys would steal, you know, I would, again, that wasn't my duty. I had yeah. a guy named Chad, one of the managers. He used to run out after the guys. I'm like, yo, what's going on, Chad? Like, I'm not helping you. Get shot for a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, man, like, what are you doing here? And the manager at the time would come to us. He's like, listen, if people are stealing, you know, we'd like you to do something. And this buddy of mine, he was like, I live around here. I know these fools. Mm-hmm. And I watched him in action one day. He grabbed this guy, and the guy was like, half of this is for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, struggle with me and run off. <laughs> oh, I remember in uh, in Richmond, I had a friend who worked at a liquor store, and we were underage. He would sell to us, and I thought that was great. Yeah. And then one day... There were people in line behind us, and he panicked, and he gave me $40 change. Hey. And that was the first time I felt bad. Yeah. Because I thought. Because you kept it? I 
I had to walk away. I was. I feel like I was stealing. I go, let me buy the beer, but don't give me two twenties as change. <laughs> but that's the thing is, you put kids in charge of this stuff. What do you expect? Right. 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 Yeah. Well, what you will expect. How's that for a segue? If you go to the punchline. You got shows, uh, what, you got two Friday, Thursday? Yeah, I got two. Wednesday, Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, by early. Wow. What's tonight, seven? Tonight is eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Now, here's the thing about, this is what I hear about the Wednesday show. These are your true fans. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And they get a true show. <laughs> And what I mean by that is the connection. Like, you're talking right to them. Whereas sometimes the the real pack shows, you just end up becoming a rock star. Bachelorette party. You just perform, you know, the material. But I think you connect more on, like, the Wednesdays, the Thursdays, the Sundays. Whereas when it's sold out, you're just a rock star. You're just doing the jokes, destroying the crowds bellied over. So it's like, what experience do you want? You want a bellied over laughter or do you want... Us to connect. You can have both of those. You can. Go to the punchline starting tonight. Mike E. Winfield, thanks for coming in, man. Hey, Great my pleasure. You. Thank you. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. all charitable donations. At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right prescription. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship directly, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Plus, there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SPORTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code SPORTS to receive your first month free. You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience 
betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages, from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sportsbook. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. beats his servants. Wow, that is some terrible thing to admit on the air. It's uh, not 11.12. It's 11.40. We just need more time today with our AgainstTheNumber.com friend. And our friend is Mick Yardley. Uh, By the way, AgainstTheNumber.com is a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers that are focused on one thing, one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple. And their results are real. Mick Yardley, as I mentioned, is with us. Mick, I know we always talk uh, NBA, but um, this uh, lockout... I guess everybody's flying back to New York, and they're going to try and talk tomorrow. What the hell? Yeah, I, uh, this is a shame. I'm, I'm really hoping that there's a baseball season because, you know, not just for myself and handicapping because I'm a really good baseball tapper, but, yeah, I don't know. I just love baseball, and I think, you know, lockouts like this hurt the sport. Like, you remember the last time there was a strike in the, in the majors, you know, it, it didn't recover. The sport didn't recover for a few years, so I hope they can get a deal done soon. What do you think? Um, when uh, for you, like, what do you think is the biggest issue? Is it the competitive balance tax? Is it the minimum wage? Uh, what do you think? Uh, probably the balance tax. I would think. I uh, I don't know. They seem to be far apart, though, man. Like, like all these meetings are going quick. Like. It's not a good sign. Uh, so it's looking like it's going to be a shortened season. And, uh, and, you know, that's just a shame because opening day in the beginning of April is just like an American staple. And, you know, that, that's really not good if they're not going to have opening day. How much do you blame the owners and the players? I'm going 100% owners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say I would definitely put more blame on the owners, you know, probably like 90-10. You know, they're – there's a there's a little bit of blame for the players, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. The owners. So, uh, Mick, what was your team growing up, and who's your favorite team? Same one. Oh, I, I'm a Detroit guy, so Tigers all the way. 
I'm, I'm a loyal Detroit fan, so I, I've been suffering for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the Tigers, um, while not being a playoff team, a little bit more respectable this year, uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I think AJ Hinch, he's building, he's building something down there. Now, if there is a season this year, I think the Tigers are going to have a chance to make some noise this year. I mean, AJ Hinch is building a good squad. He's getting. It seems like he's changing the attitude down there. And, you know, in the AL Central, I don't know, that's not really like the toughest division. So, you know, really the White Sox just ran away with that division last year. And, you know, every other team in that division was kind of, you know, below 500 or 500. So I think the Tigers could make some noise this year if there's a season. Do you think H.A. Hinch is building another team of cheaters? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not, man. I hope not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know with the Astros. I, I mean, that that was a shame what happened there. But you know what? I'm one of those guys, like, when it comes to, like, the steroid thing, too, like, back in those days, I, you know, I think everyone was juicing back then. So I, I think this, I think all this stuff's a lot more common than we think. All right, uh, Mick, let's talk about the National Basketball Association. Yes, and out here in the Bay Area, we know the Warriors aren't completely healthy, but they, you know, they're one of the better teams, obviously. They turn around and see Memphis only a half game back for that number two seed in the West. The Warriors have lost six of eight. Your thoughts, yeah. your thoughts on them right now? Well, I, you know I'm high on the Warriors, but I think this goes to show you just how valuable Draymond Green is to that team. And I think you would agree with me there. Now, if you look at their stats and their win-loss, like with Green and without, it's really like night and day. Now, they're now especially like defensively, you know, they're, they're averaging, they're letting opponents score about 109 points a game without Green. But with Green, it's, it's closer to 100. Now, that's a nine-point difference. A, a, lot, a lot of what Draymond Green does doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but... I think it's showing you how important he is to that team. Now, I think the Warriors will be fine once he comes back and they get healthy. But, yeah, they're on a bit of a slump right now. They just got smoked by the Timberwolves last night, yeah. uh, which I actually had the over in that game. That was one of my picks yesterday. I had the Warriors-T-Wolves over 231. High-scoring game, but, yeah, I mean, T-Wolves kind of wrecked them. So, hopefully Draymond can suit up here soon. Because he's very valuable to that team. Yeah, the key word was rectum in that game for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple more questions for Mick Yardley from sure. AgainstTheNumber.com. We were talking last time about Phoenix trying to, uh, you know, soldier on without Chris Paul, and they've lost a couple games in a row. Are they going to hold on to that one seed with that big lead they have? Uh, I think so. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty far ahead. I mean, I think I'm looking at it right now. They're Looking at the records for 49 and 12, and you know the next best is you know you got Golden State and Memphis. Uh, Golden State's 43 and 19, Memphis 43 and 20. So you're looking at a six, seven game lead. Uh, I mean, unless they completely fall apart, I think they will hang on to that one seed. Now, now with Chris Paul, they probably would have won, you know, 70 games. So that probably won't happen now. But I, I think they'll I think they'll hang on to that one seed, and then you're looking at Golden State, Memphis at two three. 
And then, you know, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, not that I don't take these teams seriously, but after those three teams in the West, Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis, it's kind of a clump of Utah, Dallas, Denver, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Do How do you differentiate those teams behind the top three? Well, there's a couple teams behind them that are playing really well right now. Utah's playing well. Now, that, now Utah's a team that could get hot real quick. Dallas, too. Dallas is playing really well. They're dangerous. I think I think that trade really helped Dallas. Um, getting rid of Porzingis. Dinwiddie, he seems to be fitting in pretty well in Dallas. Dallas, Dallas is a dangerous team. They're, because they, they don't really play that fast style of ball. Dallas likes to slow it down, and I think that throws a lot of these teams off. Because Dallas has been beating these good teams. They, they, they run a real slow pace. They play the half court. Like, Luka kind of just does his thing. And that, that's a team you don't want to play. They also play really good defense. Denver, too, obviously, with Jokic. They're, they're dangerous. Minnesota, I mean, all these teams coming on. The West is looking more and more wide open the farther we get into this season. If you had to take a look at the quote-unquote lousy teams right now, the you know the Detroits, the Orlandos, the Sacramentos, Oklahoma Cities, the Houston's, yeah. uh, even San Antonio. Which one would you say is the best chance to kind of rise up with that good young core? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say I I would say probably Houston. Now that's going to sound. I mean, they're really bad. Now they're obviously not going to make like a playoff push. But they have a lot of young talent on that Houston team. And, I mean, they can score. They can really score the basketball. Now, I think they need to work on defense because their defense is pretty terrible. But, yeah, in the West, I would say Houston. Um, In the East, I mean, the Wizards. But, I mean, I guess the Wizards are in contention for that 10, 10 spot. I mean, they're only five under five hundred. Uh, Orlando, Orlando, they're, they're kind of just, I don't know, they're really bad. Uh, Indiana, Pacers, I don't know, they made a trade. Uh, they got rid of Sabonis and they got, you know, Halliburton and Buddy Heald from the Kings. They, they could score the basketball. So I would say in the East, probably Indiana. LeBron said today that he is confident that the Lakers will turn it around. He said, until you stomp me out. I got a chance. The Lakers have lost 10 of 13. Do you believe him? Uh, yeah, they're really bad, man. Uh, they just don't. They just, they just can't do anything right lately. But you know what? Like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, I, I think they'll get into the play-in, you know, one of those top 10 seeds, the play-in tournament. But I don't really see them going past that. They're... They're in disarray, I think, and they uh, they they just can't score really. Like, well, some nights they score, and then other nights, you know, like that game against the Pelicans a few nights ago, they just looked awful. Uh, I mean, I I've never seen them play that bad. So, I mean, I somewhat believe them. I think they'll I think they'll get the top ten play in, but that's about it. I don't see them going any farther than that. Last question for you. When uh, a team we haven't talked about yet, Portland, obviously with the McCollum trade and they're selling off parts and the uh, Chauncey Billups things, 
doesn't look like an inspirational hire just yet. I know you like him from his days with uh, the uh, the Pistons, but um, what's what's going to happen with with uh, Lillard? Because this is a team going nowhere, and outside of him, there's not a lot to watch. Yeah, um, I mean Lillard has stated he wants to stay in Portland, but. I mean, with the way it's going, yeah, they're just not really putting anything around him. And I, I think them getting rid of McCollum really kind of affected Lillard because they were, like, really good friends. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, they still could have a chance to get into that play-in. I, I believe they're, like, 25 and 36 right now. Yeah. So, they're – I mean, they're in contention for that 10, top 10, but – after this season, I don't know, they're going to have to make some serious moves and give Lillard some incentive to stay there because, I mean, Damian Lillard, he doesn't want to be on a team that, you know, just loses 50 games a year. So they got to do something or, or, yeah, you're going to see him, you know, packing his bags. There he is, Mick, the Boneyard, Yardley, against the number.com. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I'm I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your... Rick Tittle's got a black belt in keeping it real. I do have a black belt in keeping it real. By the way, Lance McCullers uh, of the Astros, after hearing that uh, the league had uh, canceled the first two series, he uh, posted some things on uh, Twitter. He said, it's mind-blowing. These dudes legitimately caused these issues and continue to lie about it. Walk out on us in Dallas. Lock us out. Don't speak to us for six weeks. Take weeks at a time to respond to our proposal. Clearly, they do not care about the fans, baseball, or the game. It's exhausting. Um, Then he said, uh, when someone said, well, you don't play, you, you don't care about the game either. He said, this is a joke as well. This is our game. We play the game. We love the game. We are fans of the game. We are asking for nothing but a small bit of fairness, largely for young players and players to come behind us. All we care about is baseball. And so someone tweeted back, maybe you should stop being unreasonable. So he said, what is unreasonable? Asking for better compensation for our younger players that carry the game? Asking for the CBT to grow according to revenue? Trying to protect the young players to come after us? I'm confused. This is why you don't get involved with people on Twitter. Never have conversations. Um, But yeah, a lot of us uh, are like that right now, Lance. A lot of us are confused. And Lance McCullers Jr., I'll tell you this. The son of a big leaguer, a first-round pick, you know, um, he said some things in the past where he does like him some him, which you do need in this game. You need some uh, confidence, <laughs> to say the least. But I agree with everything he says. And first of all, it's my policy never, ever, ever to respond to anything somebody says on Twitter. I just post the electronic graffiti. You can respond, but I'm not going to have a conversation. I might answer a question. 
But to have a conversation, you're just feeding into the, the, the buffoons out there. Why don't you stop being unreasonable? All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, long show today, but it was good. Come on back tomorrow. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.